four episodes into a new season of Holy Moly, which is also in season four, and the hits keep on coming. Let's try to stay dry and land the ball in the cup on the podcast. Mr. T are the names I go by in my adventures in the world of miniature golf. Find all the mini golf designs, reviews, and more for myself and the Pink Putter at a couplepots.com and on social media at couplepots. Be sure to check out our social media and website to see the most recent 10 hole course we designed for the Cranbrook Museum just outside of Detroit, Michigan. And I'm Pat, the co-founder of the mini-golf website and social media conglomerate The Putting Penguin, which you may have seen if you watched season one of Holy Moly. I love all things mini-golf and look forward to my 2022 competition season starting soon. You can find The Putting Penguin on most of the socials, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find the podcast there, so don't forget to follow us and to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And we're really going to try to run through the results of the fourth episode of this season of Holy Moly. So let's throw it to Pat for a bunch of news to get us going before we recap. So the big news from competitive mini golf over the past couple weekends, we've had the Spring Fling, which was held by Tabers up in Auburn, Maine. Um, It's part of the Maine Mini Golf Tour. Our friend Justin Pelletier is part of that and has expanded that over the years to a few different tournaments. Um, Great little tournament to kind of kick off spring here in New England. And we had Richard, I think it's Patree, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Don't even know. Don't know I've ever heard it actually sounded out in the few times I've met him uh, winning his first competitive tournament, which was really cool. It was a three-way playoff for first uh, in which a friend of the pod highlighter Novicki was involved in after getting up at 2.30 in the morning and driving four hours up to Maine for a mini golf tournament. So dedication out there, folks. But congrats to Richard. Dan Brochu came in second. It's like his third or fourth second place in those main tournaments. Um, Great guys, great tournament. And uh, that was at the end of April. And then just last weekend to when we are recording this on May 25th was the USPMGA US Open. And that was held at the Mossy Creek Mini Golf Course in Jefferson City, Tennessee. Um, Looks like a great mini golf course, and it seems like it was a great tournament. We had Olivia Prokopova win her fifth U.S. Open, which is the most of any putter in the United States. And she won by one stroke over Rainey Statham, which was the exact same result of the 2021 Masters Tournament that was just about six months ago where Olivia won that by one stroke. So she continues to dominate in pretty much all of the U.S. major tournaments. I've been there for, I think, three of her five U.S. Open wins. And this was another come from behind, set a course record on one of the holes or one of the rounds, just unbelievable I'm, uh, folks who are listening i hope at some point you all get to see her in a competitive uh, environment because it is just some of the most amazing mini golf you will ever see so that's a couple of the the big tournament news we've had lately here here olivia is an impressive putter on the other competitive mini golf front reminder we have the next upcoming american mini golf alliance ama tournament the MC Mini Masters on June 25th. You can find more information on that at amaminigolf.com and you can become a member on that website as well. It's a day-long tournament that ranges from Kenosha, Wisconsin and ends at Parking in Lincolnshire, 
Illinois. And again, as a reminder, if you become a member of the AMA, you'll not only get a membership card, but you'll get reminded about tournaments throughout the year where you can earn points towards national ranking, where there will be a talking about some of the prizes for winning this season. But we're going to jump into Holy Moly episode four, and Pat is going to kick it off with the first round. So we kicked off the episode with fan favorite Polcano, and we had Jenna J. Bark, the nurse, up against Lewis, our garlic-eating video editor. There was nothing to this whole. Jenna got the, the tiki. She went into the water with Luis, and with the easy tap-in, she was on to round two. The second hole was Trapeze, and we had Julie versus Michelet. Julie was a Air Force nurse. She works in a hospital, 53 years old, loves hula hooping. Michelet was a freelance journalist. Both of them had absolutely terrible tries at the Trapeze, but Julie had a much better shot on the green, um, partially because Michelet ended up in the water in her T-shirt, and Julie moved on to the second hole round. The back half consisted of hole number two, where we had Hala versus Takashi. Hala just loved romantic comedies. Takashi was a crypto bro. It was a rough hole altogether, but Hala managed to get a better putt and ended up moving on to the second round. And then we had our last hole of the first round, which was the pecker. And that we had Selassie from Ghana up against Kathy, a 63-year-old retiree. And neither of them got the channel this time around, which I feel like might have been the first time we've seen that happen on the pecker. But Selassie actually got the pecker feather, but it didn't help him at all because he had an absolutely awful second shot. Kathy made a Really great lawn shot, and we moved into the second round, which I know we'll talk about a little bit more later on, is unique for all four seasons of Holy Moly. And we jump over in the second round with Kathy and Hala on Fishing Hole. Hala ends up hitting the front little bumper on Fishing Hole, whereas Kathy almost aces it. They both go in the water. Kathy taps in. Hala shorts it. Kathy's on to the final. Then we have Jenna and Julie on Full Mooney and Jenna is only the second person this season to complete the obstacle on Full Mooney. Does an incredible job on the putting green where she plays it off the side of the berm. Not sure if she intended that, but she had a pretty good line either way compared to Julie. She goes on to the finals where we have Jenna and Kathy playing on Hollywood. And we had Kathy go straight in the water to the Rob Riggle drop zone. And Jenna was our first person to make it to the third star, the Joe Tess starting spot. We had Kathy, who in the Riggle zone makes a pretty good putt. She skips over that hump, gives herself about a six foot putt. But then Jenna steps up with the better lie, gets the ball within two feet of the cup. Kathy knocks it in from seven and Jenna with a putt that she'll probably have in her nightmares for a bit, misses the two-foot putt. That thicker colored turf and the pressure and all of that got to her. Kathy ends up winning the episode for episode four and will be going on to the finale. And that's a recap. I think we did that pretty quick. That might have been record for us. Well, I'm going to do some quick whole talk. Kind of alluded to it in the last episode, but once again, Full Mooney and Hollywood, they've been on every episode this season. I don't know how I feel about that, that they're kind of using the same holes over and over when we're talking about them showing only seven holes an episode, but hoping we see some more. We still have yet to see Parkade this season. Maybe we're not going to get it, 
And maybe this is the first season without a snow or winter themed course. Our last season was the first season without slip and putt between the Australian season and the, and the first two U.S. seasons. So we'll see if we have anything that's snow or winter themed. Not much to talk about holes because they were all ones we had seen before. Not really much to talk about on the Muppets bits either. We yeah. just had the one storyline, which I think cross our fingers, seems like maybe it's wrapped up now with them getting their own pilot uh, piece, which I did think there was funny parts in it. Um, and, you know, I actually think the best part about it, we could talk about this as we go into the good and bad, was mm-hmm. the name of their py- pilot being Yummy Curry Prawns. I mean, Perfect. that actually did make me laugh out loud. Yeah, jump right into it. Let's keep going. Let's yeah, I mean, other th- the episode. Other things for me, I thought, um, and I know we talked about this a little bit offline before we joined. I actually liked the opening montage. I thought it was really well shot with the kind of the layovers and stuff. And I think the other thing, and we talked about this on our last episode, but I really super noticed it this time around was everybody seemed super friendly and super excited when they were playing their holes. Like there was a lot of really great energy between all of the competitors that I know we sometimes see it with some, but it was like every pair had something going on. It was just enjoyable to watch. And for the good, I think you had alluded to it, but this is our first episode where we've had the final four competitors all be women and then an all woman finale, which is really impressive. I love that there was a mini golfer from Ghana just because there is an actual competitive scene of mini golf in Ghana, and you've played against a number of putters from Ghana in the uh, World Adventure. What is it? The World Adventure Golf Masters. In the World Adventure Golf Masters. So that was cool. And then the really cool thing was is that we had a third generation family member win with Kathy. That Misa and Maya Tanaka are her nieces, and they had competed in season one and two, respectively, and Kathy gets the win. It's almost kind of like how Evan and Aaron from O Street didn't win, and then the third O Street member, David Biggie, won. So, I don't know. That's what I got for those kind of connections for the good. Uh, What didn't you like so much this episode? Uh, You know, I really was struggling to find a lot of things that stuck out as things I didn't like. I thought as much as the competitors did have high energy and liked each other, I just did not have any love for Hela and uh, Takashi, the the crypto bro. (laughs) They just, I don't know, something about them run me wrong on hole two, which I think might have been the perfect hole for them to play. And then I actually think Riggle didn't have the greatest of lines this time. There was a couple things, like the haiku thing was kind of funny, but some of the other stuff, I was just like, eh. Not his A game. Tess was on his A game. I think he had some really good stuff this time around. But that was it. It was. It was. I, I like this episode. Yeah. And to Halo's defense, I saw her post a bunch on Instagram, and she seemed to be pretty engaging, and felt a little bit cringe about just hearing herself. So I can feel that. Bad for me. Kind of alluded to it. There were a few pretty bad looking putts on this episode. Takashi's. Putt. Michelle A had a couple really bad putts. Her first one in the water, her second one was really short. And then obviously, you know, Jenna's miss at the end was pretty rough. But again, I understand it's a ton of pressure. It's cold. It's late at night. Although, Hala, I mean, 
you seem very nice as Tom said you can't leave that putt short on national television and the fishing hole you had you knew that other putt was real short don't leave it short you just should have blown it by that was my only tip that that part made me cringe yeah and I know you like the intro compilation of like the obstacle wipeouts I for me I like the video like editing part of it I don't like the fact that the show is constantly trying to tell me who won. I enjoy watching episodes not knowing who won. Season one knew pretty much everybody who won after filming. It was not well-kept secrets. Season two, I saw it in person. Having a little bit of drama, an actual drama, is kind of nice. And I don't know, when you see people miss the obstacles, it gives you less to get a sense of like who's going to win or not. But it's not the end. And then the other thing that was the bad, and it's not really a bad, is that Riggle mentioned that uh, Hala and Takashi's match, that they were shotgunning beers before their match, and that, sadly, that was not an option for the contestants. Contractually, and whatever else we had to sign on paper, you're not able to drink in it. There's all sorts of rules for competition shows like this that you have to adhere to that include not faking the results, people. All of you conspiracy theorists that think there's all sorts of stuff faked, I promise you there are so many people on set that are there to assure that that's not the case. I would have liked to have passed time shotgunning beers, but in the long run, it is absolutely better that none of us were going through like Dutch courage half in the bag. Oh, God. Yeah, I I, I had too much adrenaline going for Dutch courage and everything else that I didn't. I didn't need any substance going through my body. <laughs> but I that's the good and the bad for me. If you don't have anything else, Pat, we might be uh, able to wrap up quick. No, that's it. I think this was a tidy one. There we go. On to Big Thoughts Mini Golf. It's impossible to ignore the continued mass shootings that are constantly happening in the U.S. Our country is home to many great things, including probably the largest quantity of mini golf courses in the world, but we have too many guns. I say we melt them down and make them into putters. The result surely couldn't be worse than what we're facing right now. And with that, we're at the 19th hole. So until next time, putt one ready. Nice. That was Under crisp. 20. Yeah.